0: Welcome to Film Inquiries, The Latest. This is a podcast series tackling the latest movie news, movie trends, and movie releases. I'm your host, Jesse Nussman. And on the other line, presenting the award for Best Animal of the Year to Jenny the Donkey, it's Daniel Feingold. Daniel, welcome. We finally, after too too long, have reached the end. Oscar season is over. And um, who do you think is going to win next year?
1: Martin Scorsese.
0: Oh, okay. You you don't want to like throw a a crazy pick out there, like like say, um, I don't know, Cocaine. Shazam: Fury of the Gods is going to win Best Picture or Co- something like that.
1: Cocaine Bear may have delighted the the Oscars crowd enough. I like. Oh gosh, if yeah, I, am, I
0: forgot that even happened last night. Too. <laughs> if, if I mean, if
1: I am presenting Best animal performance in a feature film it was a crowded field this past year when you really consider it so
0: it was i was i was thinking even as i was making my cold brew this morning like let's see we could have jenny the donkey we could have eo the donkey piacon the the space whale from avatar rakakuni and um who would be who would be our fifth
1: i guess i guess cocaine Bear's too late so that that That's, would that, that would be yeah, that doesn't year. count uh there was there was a movie at tiff that i screened called patrick and the whale So there, there was a whale there. I don't know if that officially got released. Is
0: Marcel the shell? Is is yeah, that that counts. That that, counts. Yeah,
1: that's that's a that's a talking shell. I think that kind of okay. Maybe maybe that's category fraud, but it 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 weaves its way into the. the nominations
0: if i think of another one later in the the show there's certainly
1: got to be more
0: there's got to be i feel like there was a clear fifth one that i thought of this morning but now i can't think of uh it's
1: a great year for donkeys
0: though in general uh, uh, indeed indeed um that was actually probably one of my highlights last night watching this this show that that was definitely a show was (laughs) was if only the the look on colin farrell's face when Ginny the donkey was brought brought out on stage just more
1: shots of Colin Farrell being delighted or just happy in general.
0: Yeah, can he be the new, like, Jack Nicholson or Meryl Streep, the person we just put in the front row? Because he's, man's got some great reaction shots. I mean, we know for sure it'll never be Tom Cruise, so. Womp womp. Um, yeah, so, Daniel, we're going to, it's the morning after the the Academy Awards, the 2023 Academy Awards, and we're going to kind of break down the, the show and the winners um i first want to start off let's let's start macro and i want to get your thoughts on on this as a show first as three hours of television that you consumed with me on sunday night um coming off of i would say the last two years the Oscars has been a um borderline train wreck, especially last year when you hosted an Oscar party and I just remember a lot of you screaming at the television while I kind of like maniacally laughed in the corner. Um how do you how do you felt this year when?
1: Slept on it, sat with me now for a little bit. But you know what? It was perfectly fine. Okay. Uh I think last night the consensus was like kind of as, as you alluded to like that that was a show that we watched mm-hmm. um very like down the middle straightforward no no big swings really i i guess maybe the the biggest was bringing out cocaine bear which sure. like not really that big of a bit like no pretty pretty straightforward like pretty not unexpected necessarily very like,
0: light on quote bits last right night.
1: um But I was just like, just sitting on it more and like thinking about it more. It's like, there's never, I don't think there will ever be an Oscar or like even a big award show that people are going to be like, wow, that was amazing. Like, I just don't think we're going to get that. Um, And so for what it is, for the times we're in, it was solid. It was fine. Nothing went like terribly wrong. There was nothing like that awkward or... Maybe awkward isn't the right word. There, there, there was nothing that was like bad, and I thought just in more of like a, I guess more literally a Monday morning quarterback situation here. Like, I'm, I'm pretty fine with it because my, my like kind of, eh, went from a yeah, that was that was good. Like, I, I didn't hate anything.
0: Yeah, I kind of had a, uh It, it really felt to me like a. After two years of, like, let's really, like, try and reimagine what the show is and it kind of going catast- catastrophically bad, this felt like a very much, like, let's let's not overthink this and let's, like, really, really play things safe of just sort of, like, no bits. We'll bring back Jimmy Kimmel, who's hosted, like, twice before. It even seemed like he kind of had a little bit of the the vibe of just sort of, like, the analogy i kept thinking of this morning is like someone going through physical therapy after being in an accident you're just sort of like holding them by the hand like one (laughs) step at a time like all right here you go all right one more step good good let's not rush things good job yeah one more step that's kind of the energy that felt like in the room last night of all right we're we're let's let's just give out some awards and jimmy Kimmel even like trying not too hard to turn it into like a big stand up thing and there weren't really bits and there was just this sort of kind of like calm sort of like lull over over the show which i i for positive sake it didn't feel like the total train wreck that it was last year um but then like you know i could understand how some like normal audience people that were probably just sort of like flipping through their tv on what to watch on a sunday night would have been like oh this is kind of dragging a little bit there were even a couple times in the room and and that kind of became the reoccurring bit throughout the show is kimmel being like and we have eight more hours to go or something like. which is
1: which has now become like an annual thing of like right These shows early long and it's kind of like acknowledging it doesn't make it better but you're, you're gonna keep doing it anyway but right
0: there was a lot of sort of like i had even forgotten the whole thing about how they didn't air some of the categories last year that there was a real kind of like everyone we promise we're not going to make drastic changes this year just like kind of calmly patting everyone on the back being like it's 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 okay yeah we're we're just gonna kind of do things as we normally do them and we're not gonna overthink it this all right you come up yeah come here present your award good job and you know we'll play some people off but we're not going to play our big actors off and that i don't know it just sort of had this this kind of anxious energy of like we don't want to like break this thing again and, and we need to be like really gentle this entire night um which again on a positive note like it didn't turn into like a hilarious train wreck like it did last year of just sort of like i i don't know maybe the show and this whole institution deserves to die (laughs) but then you know i would not say it was like the most lively show um to watch either so kind of kind of a a bit of a shrug for me at at the end i'm i'm curious what you thought about some of the other kind of show programming decisions they did have last night you know there was in the last couple of years they haven't had all of the musical performances i felt like they made a much bigger deal about that this year especially when you have people like rihanna and lady gaga performing even though the lady gaga announcement wasn't until very last minute which we can get into that um and then something that you and i kind of talked about last year was They should air movie trailers in the midst of this, and they kind of did that this year, sort of forgot that maybe, like, the one wrinkle in that is the Oscars air on ABC, and ABC is a Disney-owned property, so inevitably the one movie trailer premiere that they were going to have was for, like, Disney's live-action Little Mermaid remake, which... Is anyone that excited about? I mean, I feel like I kind of, like, got some looks in the room when, like, after that trailer aired, I was like, that looks like CGI poop. Um, but that's, that's, I can table my disdain for the Disney remake, live action remakes for when that movie comes out. I think it was also just, like, the signal, of like, directed by Rob Marsh. Like, oh, God, why, why do we keep handing him musicals? To- he can't make musicals, um... Yeah. What did you think of like those attempts that those sort of seem to be the two biggest attempts of like, all right, we can kind of create like instead of doing the whole viral Twitter thing or like BTS will come to a segment like let's let's fall back on some traditional things like we'll make a big deal about how like tune in for a big Rihanna performance or, you know, tune in. We're going to have this kind of like exclusive trailer premiere or something
1: did they tease the trailer though like well, oh they, they just didn't, they, they just didn't sh- until the moment when right. like the we-
0: two stars of it, it was um i i hallie bailey who's playing the the new ariel and was it melissa mccarthy was with her yes come, who's playing Ursula. Ursula just sort of shuffled out which um it sounds like they didn't even play the trailer in the room they just like had went a to break yeah we just went to break or something like that but you know then the trailer played for all of us at at home
1: so if you're going to do that, like again, we've been talking about doing that kind of thing, but advertise it? Mhm. If if we, I may have said the exact same thing on this podcast last year of like tell people you're you're, you're going to see a trailer for this this and this. Mhm. And we're not going to upload it online immediately after or at the same time like this is the only like the Oscars are the only place you're yeah. going to be able to see it um so then just like just bringing them out in the middle of the show and being like oh wait here's the here here's the trailer for a little like that doesn't count um yeah. and
0: get with some of it i mean this sounds a little stupid to say because i know like you know there's corporate reasons why we got to do certain things over another and it seemed like there was there was a lot of uh a lot of disney plus commercials last night and a lot of like if there were other streaming services it was like commercials for like here's a verizon bundle where you can get everything or something I guess there was an Oppenheimer trailer that that played.
1: We got the we got the Warner Brothers celebration. That
0: that that is true. That gosh, that was weird. Um, but, but yeah, I I I think also like invite other. You know, I don't know. Open it up so right. like each studio can like pick. You know, a big movie that they want to like debut footage for, and and make it you know an extended trailer or something like that, or, or a get, behind the scenes thing. Get, I don't know. Give me
1: a montage of. A, a tra- like a the biggest movie from each studio that they choose of like yeah. here's a little snippet of you know netflix does that where it's like here's what we got it coming out this year like this is the academy right. like you can just do every movie that you want if you know you, right. could, you could do a dozen movies in like two minutes and show people what what's coming out this year because ostensibly this is still a celebration of the movies not mm-hmm. just of the past but of the current and what's coming up theoretically um yeah and i just just to i guess go back in in general notes of the show i think there is something to be said about just like having the presence of one singular host um Mm -hmm. they've tried to do no hosts they've done multiple hosts at the same time and jimmy kimmel whether you think he's funny in general or not or whether his bit last night was funny or not it's just nice to have like that one presence to come back to he would disappear for long periods of time obviously it
0: it but... felt very light on him in an attempt to kind of keep the show moving even right. if that sort of seemed to backfire still but i get i get what you're saying just having like one person who's like done this before to be like okay now we can just i'm I'm gonna just distract the audience for like a couple seconds while we reset the stage and right. and just sort of being a facilitator as opposed to sort of like I don't I don't I don't think anyone necessarily needed like, all right, we're going to have a 10 minute Jimmy Kimmel like stand up monologue or something like that. Though
1: some, Sometimes you got to you got to knock James Cameron in and, and Tom Cruise for for not being there or, mm. uh, you know, make make fun of Babylon when when you get the chance. Uh, I know that was that was probably not your favorite joke, but um, uh, yeah, so I just the the kind of, I don't know, comfort food viewing of like. Oh, this is the way things used to be. This is the Billy Crystal days of mm. and I'm not saying Jimmy Kimmel was Billy Crystal, but it had that like traditional we're not going to take any chances kind of thing. I thought some of the and we talked about this last night, like the presentation of some of the technical categories was weird of just having like props on stage but like we're not yeah. really seeing them very well.
0: I still don't understand how they've never I kind of described it to the group we were with, and maybe you remember this, the show, I can't remember which Oscars it was, but I remember one year with the sound categories, they did like montages that like really emphasized like, this is the importance of like this category to the movies you watch. And it was back when it was split up between like sound mixing and sound editing. And they did like montages that like really showed to you as a viewer watching at home, like, this is what sound mixing is like, this is like the parts of the movie that are this category. And then this is the parts that are like sound mixing and it being like the best sort of like, Oh, I, I totally understand what this is now. And like, I n- know how it relates to me as an audience member. Um, and I think that's a lot more effective than just sort of, you know, we'll get two celebrities up there to be like cinematography, magic, light, composition
1: yeah at least like they they there was an effort
0: made in in some of the categories
1: and i like i thought the michael b jordan and jonathan majors one to their credit was a little bit more right productive Mm -hmm. because they actually like but it was weird like talking about cinematography and like they had they took what felt like forever not michael b jordan and jonathan majors but the camera to to show the camera they were uh referring to it's like we actually see it or like the people the 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 whoever they were the actors that they paid to mm-hmm. just like type away on a typewriter or whatever whatever they were doing in the background right. it's like we're not in we're not in the auditorium like you have to show us like mm-hmm. otherwise it's just people in the background that like doesn't really right. it doesn't connect
0: or you could see later in the show you know i'm thinking of the the screenplay category when like the clips they were showing were very like weird and felt cut off. And like, we were commenting in the room, like, Oh, they they're clearly like, we're worried. We might not, we we're worried. We might go past midnight. We right. just got to like hurry this. And you just, can't,
1: like, you couldn't would, hear what you couldn't hear the clips because like they would the say the name be, and people
0: were, we're applauding yeah. or it would be the clip of like, all right, let's show a Fableman's clip, but we, only, we got to rush this so we can, uh, the clip would be like Michelle Williams, like walking into a door, be like, I made you breakfast. Oh, Clip. Yeah, exactly. On to the next it was. Thing. Yeah, it was like, wait, what? What? What did
1: she say? <laughs> like, what, what? That that was that was the part we're picking. Um, so yeah, some of that was, again, like at moments the effort was there, but not necessarily presented in the in, the, in probably the most productive way. Mm-hmm. Um, I also I think another reason why I'm I'm after sleeping on it like cutting the the show more slack is, and maybe this is a is a product of the fact that. We were with a you know small group of people watching, so it wasn't like we were just watching this alone. But I I personally did not feel the same kind of drag as previous years, mm-hmm. where there were long there would be long stretches of like, oh can we get back to presenting awards mm-hmm. or okay we've done like five technical or like the you know they they bunched together all of the
0: shorts. Mm-hmm.
1: This I thought the the order of the mm-hmm. awards i thought they did a better job of like we're gonna sprinkle in some of the more imp- like i don't want to say important but more of the publicized ones mm-hmm. more of the ones that kind of the the everyman who isn't maybe a big movie fan can appreciate or care about and so there wasn't you know there were there were of course periods of this show that i felt dragged and were not as entertaining as others but i didn't go like an hour of being like Oh man, like, are we still doing this? And maybe it's just they've beaten me into submission at this point because this was—I think it got over at eleven forty, eleven forty-one. So, like, this was, yeah, this was over three and a half hours. Then you have, I think, now like a two-hour red carpet or like ninety-minute red carpet. Uh, So, watching some of that, it's a—it's a long. It is a long broadcast if you if you sit there for the whole thing and. Either I have been, like I said, beaten into submission to just, like, accept it now and know what's coming, or it just didn't didn't drag as long as recent memory. But also, like, we were talking about this last night, when was the last time that, like, you came away from an Oscars being like, that was a great show? Like, Par- the Parasite year was great, but was that only because people were excited about Parasite, or was the actual, like, broadcast good? Yeah, I don't, I don't. I can't. I can't tell you. I know I was happy because of Parasite. I'm not sure I remember anything from that actual ceremony.
0: Yeah, and I just tried googling to see. I don't. I think we're recording this early enough that the the ratings from last night are are not are not publicized yet. I would assume they're maybe up a little bit since last the last couple of years, if only because you had some like actual genuine hits being nominated, like Elvis and everything everywhere and. Uh, Top Gun and Avatar but um I you know I don't I don't think we're going to kid ourselves that there's like a huge bounce back <laughs> in the ratings from to like where they were in the 90s um, 80 million Yes let's uh talk about some of the the awards them, themselves uh obviously it was kind of a night that was really dominated by one movie which was everything everywhere all at once which won seven oscars um i kind of did some digging this morning The it's been close to a decade since the last time one movie won that many awards at at the show it was gravity was the last one which
1: didn't win best picture which in and of itself is impressive to win seven and not win best picture right
0: and most of i mean one like gravity that was mostly like technical awards and stuff like that and but this was like it won most of the major awards so not only won Best Picture, but Michelle Yeoh won Best Actress. Jamie Lee Curtis won Best Supporting Actress. Um, K.U. Kwan won Supporting Actor. The Daniels won Directing and Original Screenplay. And then the movie also won uh, Best Editing. Um, And really just sort of seemed like the dominant movie of the... it, It felt like the dominant movie going in. It really just sort of like ran the table on the night. Um... I'm curious, you know, we've talked about sort of the phenomenon of this movie, kind of like what what it is to you that sort of made this kind of the big Oscar juggernaut. Because I don't know, as much as you and I like this movie, I think when we walked out of the the press screen for it almost a year ago, like, I, I don't know that we were thinking like, oh, here's your, your best picture lock at this point. And I think we were like, man, that'd be kind of cool if like Michelle Yeoh got nominated for this. But like, this is a pretty weird strange movie that you know the internet will probably like but i i don't think anyone expected it to kind of become the the phenomenon that it did
1: no and so last night felt very rewarding because it was it was very much a like i love this movie but there's no way that this is going to be an oscar's juggernaut like mm-hmm. Adam, like like again it, i w- i would be happy like michelle yo we should make that happen mm-hmm. that should be like a thing or you know maybe maybe a best pick like it was kind of like, like like wh-
0: maybe it'll get original because that sometimes yeah. goes to the movie where it's like oh creative idea right
1: <laughs> yeah so there was definitely a disconnect between like how i felt about it and what i expected the academy to do with it um and the fact that it came out so early and and then you had coda last year um, that also came out early. So maybe, it, you know, it, we're getting away a little bit like Parasite also did not come out at the end of the year. It was more, I believe, like a middle of the year type thing. Like Yeah, June.
0: Dave it won the Palm at Cannes, and then I forget when it kind of officially came out here in the States.
1: So like, but, yeah, like the the oscar films while they still plenty of them drop like later in the year that's Mm. not necessarily a precursor uh to what's going to win or what's going to be the front runner which is nice because that's a little bit as much as it was predictable that everything everywhere was going to win it's less predictable now like oh a movie has to like the the december release is going to be the, the big the big movie um it it is totally like improbable that this movie was as dominant as it was. Um, and again, there, there is something rewarding about that of like seeing it in March. So a yeah. year ago and being like, I love this movie. And like, it was my favorite movie for much of the year and still ended up being my second favorite movie of the year. I I had it number two behind the Fableman, which is like a much more traditional Oscars movie. And remember we had like, I don't know, right after it debuted at TIFF, like, a month, two months where it was like, oh, this is like this is gonna win. Yeah,
0: and then I it... thought it was interesting how like four of the movies that we would think of as your more like traditional like fall prestige, even though one of them came out in the summer. You're more sort of traditional Oscar movies on paper, like the Fablemans, Tar, Banshees of Inashiren, and Elvis like all walked away with nothing last night. Yep. Um and really most of the winners felt like either big popcorn movies or you know a lot of it, or or movies that felt more I'm trying to think of the right word kind of internet movies if if, if for lack of a better word of just sort of like st- stuff last night felt like a very like film twitter kind of echo chamber grouping of winners except for all quiet
1: which is interesting because that was like the one that's the
0: one sort of like traditional oscary movie that kind of won which we'll we'll get to that here in a bit but yeah i mean for me the the everything everywhere it phenomenon like it feels like a perfect storm of kind of the right ingredients of you have a movie that i think a lot of people genuinely really really like um was a surprise word of mouth hit that made over a hundred million dollars unlike something like top gun or avatar it is an original story it is not like a franchise movie or a sequel um and kind of managed to stay in theaters throughout last year and also from a kind of like outsized awards campaign standpoint you have a studio in a24 that's really really good at doing this kind of awards campaigning and having a lot of people both in front of and behind the camera who had great stories to tell there was a great kind of like career arc narrative whether it be Michelle Yeoh or um Jamie Lee Curtis to kind of, or the, the Daniels it, it doesn't matter the kind of great stories to put on these people of like you're not just sort of rewarding this great performance but this is like their whole career has been leading up to this and wouldn't it be great to honor this person um
1: and the cast is so immensely likable and right they're 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 they clearly are so happy for one another mm-hmm. um that said like yeah back a year ago when this movie came out it was like michelle yo and to think that they would get three that movie would take three of the four mm-hmm. awards or uh acting awards and that you would have two in the same category right jamie lee curtis and stephanie shu like
0: and incredible the, the daniels would both win would basically wind up there on All, stage it, twice yeah. for original screenplay and directing um i mean, I mean it, it, I, it, again it's just sort of i think the perfect collision of a movie that had the right kind of media narrative ingredients um and a studio that really knows how to sort of play that stuff in in the press and on the campaign trail as well as a movie that people just genuinely really liked and was
1: and you could tell that at last night like yeah. in in the actual auditorium like anytime there was anything dealing with everything everywhere like that got great applause.
0: Yeah. And I I think the success of that movie it is the it is the kind of movie that or it is the kind of story and narrative that hollywood really wants to i think embrace right now Of again it is an original story that was a big hit at the box office and features a primarily asian american cast and so it is this also like big diversity play um and it is a big play for like People will go out and see original storytelling and it doesn't have to be, you know, a big franchise Marvel movie. People will still return to the theaters for this. And so it sort of, it it feels like it had all of those ingredients to make for, like, this is really the kind of movie that Hollywood on its biggest night wants to sort of celebrate.
1: Also just incredibly impressed and delighted at Kiwi Kwan and Michelle Yeoh in particular, both of them. Even more so maybe Kiwi Kwan, like, yeah. just their... There,
0: i thought the two best speeches yeah
1: absolutely and just like just how much they radiate and like are so charming and so clearly like gobsmacked and appreciate like appreciative and mm-hmm. kiwi kwan's speech amazing and i mean
0: probably the most emotional yeah. speech of the night and, and i mean another person of like his whole story of amazing someone who is Incredible. a child star and then like couldn't get work when he got older and then so had to kind of like pull back and kind of worked in the industry more behind the scenes and thought his career as an actor was over and then got this role and then now is like on the Oscar stage and I it is just such a, had such a, an energy of like, I'm so grateful to be there. And his story
1: you know, arc is, is, is the Brendan Fraser story arc, but like better.
0: Right. Or, <laughs> you know, and we'll get to the Brendan Fraser thing, but, or, and then like Michelle Yeoh, someone who, you know, I think if you're a fan of of genre cinema and, and action cinema, like you've known Michelle Yeoh is is great for, for years and years, but probably has been underrated as an actress. And you know, this being a chance to like fully celebrate, like, oh yeah, Michelle Yeoh is awesome and like consistently great in just about everything. Um, and just that that was the one. Her winning last night was the one award that like in the room that you and I were in everyone sort of like clapped and cheered when she won that award and was just sort of like, Oh, Oh, I, I mean, thank, thank God.
1: Well that, that one. And like the, at the end of the night, like as much as it seemed like everything, everywhere was going to clean up mm-hmm. and as much as it kind of became more obvious as the night went on after kind of all quiet went on its streak. um, Yeah. The, the best actress and then best picture were like the ones where, kind of like edge of my seat like don't fuck this up this is michelle Yeoh's moment <laughs> god damn it
0: um so we can get into some of the other winners and we can break apart any narratives you want we want um so really the only two other movies that won multiple awards all quite on the western front which took home four awards uh for best international feature best production design best score and best cinematography And then The Whale, which took home award for Best Actor for Brendan Fraser and Best uh, Hair and Makeup. Do you have any kind of thoughts on those two movies being the other two that kind of, you know, managed to take home multiple awards last night?
1: All Quiet wasn't surprising. I mean, it it, it was when that kind of push happened, but... Mm -hmm. Where we were last night, like it was expected to do well, particularly with the technical awards um, yeah it's
0: it's a movie that like I rewatched it the other night, and I don't think I love it quite as much as you do, but it, it it's it's one of those where you kind of can't i think even people who don't like it have to sort of like admit that. It's very well-made, well yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um... Almost like, I would argue, like well-made to a fault, but that's like a different conversation um, of just sort of like, I don't know, I, I maybe want to be a bit more disturbed by this movie than sort of like, mm. wow, incredible shot right there <laughs> and stuff. Like, but that, again, totally different conversation of when I rewatched it. But yeah, it just sort of, that seemed like, and that seemed like, as we said earlier, kind of the one of the more traditional Nominees on paper that people were willing to sort of throw a lot of technical awards at.
1: It is ironic that this was kind of Netflix's. This was this was the big winner for Netflix. Finally, Mm -hmm. like I I believe four is the is the most for a Netflix movie, or at least tied for the most. And I'd have
0: to go back and look because I feel like Roma got a lot as well. But
1: but the 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 fact that like Netflix has basically like is kind of on the back end now of like trying mm-hmm. with these movies um and this did so this actually did so well for them i i was worried that th- there there was a moment during the show where i was like oh no like are we we're gonna we're gonna kind of get the chaos ending of all quiet winning and it's like mm-hmm. oh the the oscar like the old people won out um because it was just like in in from from my perspective the worst thing that the oscars could possibly do any year is mm-hmm. pick the movie that like has absolutely no buzz and like we're not sure how many people actually saw it mm-hmm. and how many of those people who did see it actually like really care about it or like like it mm-hmm. um so that that did worry me of like ooh, like if this wins like there's just like no one saw. that would have been what was what was um uh Kenneth Branagh's movie last year? Oh, sure. Like it would have been like that to me where it's like, oh man, like no one's talking about this movie. And th- there was a moment where Belfast. There was a moment right. where I was like, oh, is is this the front runner now? Mm-hmm. So I was I was worried, but like I, it's a, it's an incredibly well-made movie and like good for them. And but yeah, it it is more of like the old guard. Mm-hmm. Um in terms of Brendan Fraser, like not surprising. I mean, I think I, I picked I thought Austin Butler was going to win. Not Same. that I, not that I thought he, he, well, very deserving. But like I preferred Brendan Fraser and, and Colin Farrell. But I thought for sure Austin Butler was going to win. It was going to be like this anointment of mm-hmm. the new, the the Patrick Mahomes of you know the the Academy of of the acting world. Like this is this is the guy now going forward. And so, but looking back, Brendan Fraser was always the front runner it's,
0: it's another example of that's another a24 movie and like look you and i have talked about that movie on on here it's 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 a very divisive movie that a24 very smartly very early on found a great media narrative behind brendan frazier and kind of his comeback story and did a good job at just sort of getting him out there and I, you remember for like the first several months after that movie, like, played festivals, the trailers for that movie were just sort of, like, clippings of people talking about, like, I cried for nine hours after watching Brendan Fraser's incredible performance. And then it would just be videos of people giving the, like, standing ovations as he's, like, standing in a mob of people, like, looking around, tears streaming down his, his you know, I know normally... sweet little, like oh shucks kick that right The i know normal everyday moviegoers who are like i've heard that this brendan Fraser performance is supposed to be incredible i should i see the whale and You're you know like, i would no. have to have, i would have to have a different conversation with them about about that but i they found a way to i think make that the narrative around that movie for as divisive as the movie itself was a sort of like the movie you have to this is the performance you have to see from this year and and i think that in the end helped kind of catapult him to to this win even even if for all the reasons that i really dislike that movie i mean that performance at least taps into what he is good at as an actor and his sort of empathy he has as a performer like i've always said you know he's not the problem in that in yeah. that movie for me um and if anything like i'm not surprised because it is both the kind of performance that the academy loves to award it is a transformation performance it is a comeback performance while also you know in a more genuine note it plays to his strengths as an actor and like what he's good at um so i i would say well i was still a secretly hoping in in the back of my mind that colin farrell might get up there um can't say I'm too surprised by the Brendan Fraser win and ultimately what, what, what prognosticators were saying since this time last year was going to, when people were like, oh, Brendan Fraser is in a Darren Aronofsky movie where he will transform into a morbidly obese man. There's your Oscar winner right there. You know, that ended up being what happened. So
1: he was also in the background of best makeup, right? Just yeah, that was, that, a, that, that was a very weird moment. That
0: that That image just... Behind them. Yeah, that was creepy. Um, so then some of the other movies that, you know, took home awards. Uh Top Gun Maverick took home best sound, Avatar The Way of Water took home best visual effects, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Best Costume Design. Uh Our Beloved RRR won best original song for Natu Natu. Um Guillermo del Torres Pinocchio movie won best animated feature. Uh Sarah Poly won best adapted screenplay for women talking and I thought gave another really good speech Um, and uh, a movie you really like that I haven't seen uh, Navalny won best documentary feature which I need to get around to watching now
1: yeah it felt like Navalny or all the beauty in the bloodshed were like kind of movies that met the moment and were, were the ones that kind of one of those two had to had to win
0: yeah it was sort of unsurprising after the that win for Navalny, considering everything going on with the war between russia and ukraine um you know the the documentary branch typically likes to award a movie that's very much like speaking to something that's happening in current events right now um when it's not weird years like when the freaking octopus movie won um great movie ugh. But uh, yeah, this, this felt like a, a a documentary winner that was very much sort of like speaking to stuff in kind of the the current media cycle, and so that ultimately, I, I think putting my Captain Hindsight cape on wasn't wasn't that surprising. Um, do you have any kind of thoughts about those those other winners that that I mentioned?
1: I mean, certainly, uh, I thought Jamie Lee Curtis gave a very nice speech and did yeah. like the like we all won this. Yeah, that, that was that was very nice and, and and different from her her SAG award speech, um, which felt kind of like the big like celebratory like wow I can't believe I made it mm-hmm. or like I kind of I can't believe I finally got this, um. And then she kind of like shifted in her Oscar speech that said, "I know people certainly a lot of a lot of folks watching were were upset." You had. Ariana DeBose right there who obviously was going to be presenting cause she won last year, but then like Angela Bassett
0: who did not like, look particularly happy to be losing but that it's like, award. <laughs> it's like you had, you
1: had it set up so perfectly for her to award Angela Bassett uh-huh. and like it is very bizarre. And this is like the power of, of everything everywhere all at once that this was the award or this was the performance that Jamie Lee Curtis won for finally. Right. Um, and it's like, Would she have gotten another opportunity after this? Like probably, but I think it was kind of
0: similar to if Angela Bassett had won. I mean, you and I had the conversation of, I think like those, those being the two that this was really coming down for, for that award. Like they were career wins at the end of it. Like, I don't, I don't think Angela Bassett consistently good in everything, but I don't think anyone's like her performance, a career best performance in black Panther Wakanda forever. Just like Jamie Lee Curtis consistently good in just about anything and a legend in the industry i don't think anyone even though she's very funny and everything everywhere all at once i don't think anyone's like career best performance she's not even she finally hit her apex but you know i it was it was two people you know who are veterans very beloved consistently great in just about everything and who not won oscars before up against each other and it was just sort of i think a flip of the coin at the end of the day
1: and like yeah jamie lee curtis again lovely not even the best supporting actress performance in the movie uh like stephanie Shu. also I, I know it was kind of weird like at the end when everything won best picture and everyone kind of from the movie had already spoken so they had a producer speak and it's like let stephanie Shue speak like she's the she's she's the only one who who didn't who didn't win the award just by default being up against her own co star um and then I guess also just the the reminder and this is this is not to to go on a tangent not on the awards that you the categories that you mentioned um I did say this in the room last night where I was like very unhappy again, like reminded that danielle deadweiler and viola davis but i think particularly uh, for me danielle deadweiler like didn't make the mm-hmm. cut and it was like okay kate blanchett and michelle yo like yeah absolutely and then it's like danielle deadweiler should be there next like that should be the next name that you that you nominate mm-hmm. and it's like michelle williams lovely great performance should have been in best supporting actress anna Darmus, very talented not at all the problem with blonde but mm. a garbage movie sorry uh not sorry actually i don't i don't apologize terrible movie um that i guess I, a lot of actors liked so good for her i and, think a lot
0: of people you know saw her in that movie and it's like she committed and was willing to go through the just like torment of that movie right, and yeah. so like should should be award or should be nominated for just sort of like being brave enough to put herself through that
1: and the fact that like andrew riseborough that that whole thing going and like they got they they got her nominated but it's like you're not even gonna like see that through like you're not even like take that to its full final conclusion like all like it get her like and i i didn't want her to win but again it just like reminded me like oh yeah she's here and we don't have daniel deadweiler and that just like really that just like Upset me, and then Michelle Yeoh won, and I was like, okay, I'm fine now. But it, it was just like that, like going through those, ca- like going through that category, and like being reminded of who was nominated and who was left out was a bit of a bummer. And then again, Michelle Yeoh won, and everything, all all was right with the world because that ultimately was like the big moment, um, and where everyone kind of was like stood up and cheered and high fived. I don't think we high fived, but that's what it felt like in the room.
0: Well, any other kind of final Oscar thoughts before before we kind of the slap tip it? too much, too little, just enough. I'm I'm sick of hearing about this, <laughs> but but I'm it, I'm at no least glad that no they did not it. make like 800 jokes about it. Um, I thought it
1: was handled very well.
0: Sure, yeah,
1: I thought they sprinkled in like just enough. I don't think anyone else talked about it besides Kimmel.
0: There were definitely a couple moments where it really felt like. Kimmel being kind of like handed cards by the Academy to be like, we, we want to sidestep some, some potential controversies of like him really having to like underline and emphasize the, um the whole, like we have crisis people here to like deal with any potential issues and really just sort of trying to lay thick of like, no one is going to get assaulted this year um and even like you bring up the Daniel Deadweiler thing it did sort of feel like an an academy kind of like all right can you please just mention violet can you mention the woman king until just so like we don't we don't have to hear about this sort of thing again um you know that his his remarks about that you know while i have nothing bad to say about daniel deadweiler or the woman king which i enjoyed um, you know, that felt like a real kind of like, oh gosh, we need to speak to the, to the people who are mad at, tw- we need to do it like we're sorry that like they're not here kind of moment, which, um, there's just sort of several moments throughout the show that felt real kind of like, all right, let's hand him a card or something because the Academy is trying to like pivot away from some, from some potential kind of like outcry on Twitter or something like that.
1: I'm just thinking about speaking specifically
0: of of, of slap him being like
1: i don't know if this was before after he mentioned the crisis management team but he was like if you if you assault someone you will sit there for another hour with nothing going on and then be given like 10 minutes to give a best actor actor yeah and it was like it's like that was funny because that's just like true Mm -hmm. that that just like that actually happened so i thought that was wall mate like I don't know. I found that to be like a clever way of like making fun of it by just pointing out literally what happened. Um, yeah, just overall notes. You know, more more animals in the show. Cocaine bear, real real and fake animals. Give yes. me, you know, like let let uh Rocket Ro-
0: Cooney should have had an appearance. Yeah, let
1: Rocket next year give give out an award for when you know after Guardians comes out. Just yeah all all the animals let people people love love to see fluffy animals let, let's let's make them part of the show when is paddington gonna paddington has not yet given an award right they haven't they haven't like paddington should in. host that'd be amazing can we please make that happen yeah. is the third is the third one coming out this year or next year
0: uh i, think it's next I have no year. idea but why why do we need a paddington movie to come come out you know what we don't have to paddington but th- should paddington- host the baftas yeah, that's how great. they can fix the But th- there is
1: going to be a Paddington three. I know that's already like, right. in development. I don't know, but yeah, let can we like let's let's
0: push that out like Paddington one hundred percent approval rating. Let let's do it. Um, so I guess that's that about wraps this up for for talking about the Oscars best picture winner next year. Um, I told you I think it's going to be uh, Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Okay, I believe you. I'm seeing that this week, no, no notes. <laughs> um yeah i guess it was just sort of a show that i don't really have as many like hot takes to to throw off as as last year um actually no i i changed my mind you know what i i don't think shazam fury of the gods is gonna is gonna win next year i um i think there's gonna be a real uh 65 renaissance Mm. reconsidering um and we'll give it to the uh the adam driver dinosaur movie that i uh
1: dinosaurs believe... presenting
0: yeah and that i uh don't believe exists yeah it'll be people in like what are the like the things people bring to birthday parties the like raptor suits or oh something. that'd be we'll so come good come out and like present we'll go out and accept the award because adam driver will be like no i'm shooting another francis ford coppola movie i'm not gonna <laughs> show up for that um, i think i think the
1: overall like yeah the thing that will be remembered of of this show is not necessarily the show itself it'll be everything everywhere all at once and like mm-hmm. while well, that movie dominated
0: yeah we'll be fascinating to see the legacy of of that movie as someone i recently rewatched this past weekend uh slum dog millionaire which was another kind of that had eight i believe that was that was like yes that was another it got even more awards and that's that's a bad oscar year if you go back and look at who was nominated but even but rewatching it and i was like this movie's pretty fun, but also like it's a little weird that this one best picture, yeah, not at the like Oscars. a not a usual best picture one right um well in in speaking pi- of best pictures, well, I was gonna say speaking of sixty five a movie that allegedly came out this past weekend. Um, that I don't know a single person that wins. I still don't believe that's a real. I, I would someone,
1: someone at work was like, "I'm
0: taking my kids to see it. They love dinosaurs. I'm like, that sounds rad." Okay. Um. Well, let me know if they, you know, <laughs> if they show up to the theater and there's just some some ticket agent there that gives them like a a free like free movie gift card for Regal. Be like, you got us. It's not real. Sorry, you you punked us. <laughs> it's like it's
1: like it's like it's like this 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 person's been dead for 15 years. Right. And it's like what?
0: There's just some ticket agent there. Is like, ah, you you found us out. <laughs> it's not real. Um, you and I did see Scream Six this past week. Um, which I guess was kind of the big release of Oscar weekend, and I guess was a pretty solid sized hit. Um, oh, it was the
1: it was the biggest debut of of the franchise. Okay. Um, get ready for Scream Seven and Eight and Nine and Ten. God. Ugh.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm a little like grumpety grump about this. If I'm a little like raised eyebrow of like people liking this 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 movie to the to the point they did. Um, I think you didn't have quite you didn't really mind sitting through this on a on a Wednesday at the the press screening you and I went to. And you're not someone that scream is like a big part of their their movie going experience, right? I, I think I
1: remarked to you that like Ghostface is I'm more familiar with him from Scary Movie than the scream franchise like i'm yeah. I'm aware of the scream franchise i've seen the first one it's been forever it's not like i'm not a loyal fan i didn't see the last one right it kind of was just kind of like flying blind here but my reaction was very much like i'm happy to be here like i i had a good time and then we walked out of the theater and you were like well that sucked and then in, in, in how whatever however way you said it and I then I, I i, I love <laughs> i love that you had to like relay that message to two studio reps
0: yeah because
1: they they like hunted you down like they you already me down they yeah.
0: really wanted to know what i thought and i talked with one of them was like i really didn't like that she's like oh i'm sorry well thank you for coming out and then we were like walking out the doors and another one's like jesse jesse quick what did you think i was like oh oh gosh i gotta like be mean to this other one Who's like oh, i'm sorry thank you for inviting me but uh i really thought that was terrible um yeah, I just I don't know what to do with this this series anymore. I I I don't want to like go too long into the whole history of it because we did a, a whole episode on the Scream movie that came out last year. Um I love the first one. I think the sequels have been have have made valiant <laughs> attempts to sort of recapture the magic of that first one, which I think is genuinely one of the the best horror movies of the 1990s. Um, and I would say none of the sequels have really come close, even though I think the second one is mostly a pretty, like, really fun time. Um, three, I think, is bad, and four and five are kind of mixed bags to me. This this one, I just really felt kind of exhausted and felt like this series is really kind of straining itself to exist at this point, And and I feel like is not even... I think tries to make this kind of a movie about franchise, but like this has been a franchise for, for years. It, it just felt like this was a movie that really only existed because the one that came out last year made a bunch of money. And so they were like, all right, now we quickly got to get a new one into development. It's got a couple great sequences in it. I'm thinking of, there's like a subway chase sequence. um, That's on Halloween. And so there's a bunch of people on the subway that all have the ghost space mask. And that makes for like a really great surprising uh, thriller sequence. Um, But I don't know. I'm just sort of like exhausted by this series at this point. I feel like the core aspect that made Scream so exciting when it first came out of like, it's, it's playing off the idea that, oh, all of these slasher movies are kind of the same. So we're going to sort of lean into the aspects and comment on the aspects that are in all of these movies, but then sort of playfully subvert them. And now this series has just sort of become the thing that it was making fun of in the first place of like, all of these movies have their own sort of, I don't know, plot points that they all have to hit they they all have all these screen movies now all have their cliches that they all have to earnestly lean into at this point and have just become so predictable i think in a way and their attempts to be subversive are just sort of confusing and baffling to me and this one just sort of seemed like kind of trying to half-heartedly say oh it's about franchises and how everything's all connected but is really just earnestly trying to beat off all of these like fan service moments of oh, this is a callback to this, and this is a callback to... Th- this whole enterprise just feels like it's all built on callbacks to previous movies at this point and really has nothing interesting to say anymore. I thought, to the credit of the one that came out last year, even though it was not it was a movie I had very mixed feelings on, I thought it had a really great idea at its center to kind of reboot this franchise, but... I don't know. This I was a little just sort of burnt out and bored and exhausted by this one and whatever kind of fun spark this series used to have is sort of lost on me at this point.
1: Counterpoint. I had fun. Okay. But I also, you know, have not sat sat through all of these movies before. Um right. so so maybe that makes a difference. Though anecdotally just like from the people in my life who I've heard have seen this like they enjoyed it, but And that does seem to be like the general consensus, but also like you may have just really loyal Scream fans who are like, "I just I will see this until the day I die."
0: That's the only thing I can think of to sort of process why someone would like this movie. Is it? It really just is sort of like it is trying to wrap its arms around this whole mythology and sort of like connect the dots to everything. And I I don't know. In just a way, I found unconvincing and uninspired and kind of I don't know I mean this new cast is 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 fun but I don't know can we give these people something better to do or just this franchise's attempts to sort of do something subversive at this point it's kind of just sort of like earnestly calling back to to everything in a way of like marvel movie does or something mm. at this point um and to your
1: point of like
0: we've kind of maybe the
1: franchise has like kind of like touched all of the bases already like the the samara weaving like opening scene of like her being a professor of mm. hor- the horror genre being right. being lulled into the trap of a horror movie mm. like i i found that effective and like really enjoyed that but that does seem like the logical kind of like conclusion like okay we have we have we have completely seen this through now right. um yeah i mean i I think all of your points are valid, and it makes loss i guess like i it's, i guess it's they... the
0: discrepancy of you're not someone who you went in and you were like, okay, I saw like a fairly well made slasher movie, and me as someone who has seen all of these movies multiple times was just sort of i think a bit deflated and 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 walked out thinking this either needs to come to an we either need to like hard, hard reboot this and just like completely explode and explode the idea of the conventions of this very series, or we need to wait another 10 years for something new in kind of our movie popular culture to come along for us to satirize in one of these movies, because I, I I could feel, could feel the gas (laughs) running, running thin on the car as as this movie was was chugging along
1: it is quite remarkable and this is not like a an outlier by any means but that you know six movies in now and it's like it's still playing off of the still it's still connected to this the, the original story mm-hmm. and that is quite and i guess that also that lowers the bar for me in terms of like expectations going in and again like my my Non commitment to this franchise, which is kind of like, let let's let's see what screen is General Ortega there, (laughs) General Ortega Samara weaving, just I thought I thought the 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 cast is like very winning, Mm. um, and I know maybe how they're utilized is is less impressive, but I think like seeing this group seeing uh uh who 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 plays Detective Dermot Mulroney like like just him popping up being like oh yeah i know that guy like he, he's usually he's usually pretty fun or like hayden Panettiere, like coming back i know she was she's like a fan favorite right um, and it's like just just seeing like familiar faces even if i'm not familiar with the franchise but like seeing courtney cox and seeing like the, the the kind of old cast new cast coming together we did this last year i didn't see it so this maybe was like the new experience for me Mm -hmm. um and i will say like jen ortega like still it just it's always i always enjoy seeing actors who are like doing like it felt very much like a jonathan majors in ant-man
0: performance where it's like someone who's way above the material like (laughs) yeah it's
1: like she is giving like a prestige level performance in like the sixth installment of a meta slasher franchise um just like you know very just imp- just impressive like she like the, the convenience store scene it's mm-hmm. like you feel the fear you feel the, the the ptsd that she's going through and it's like yeah to your point you're you're you know you're asking for like can the can the cast have maybe something better to do but they they seem to have a great time making it and like horror movies are fun
0: to make and they make a lot of money so Scream 78 i I'm and sure we'll get were, twelve more yeah. Scream movies that will recycle the same things over and over again. Um, Daniel, thank you for for stopping by this week. Uh, next week on the show, I guess it's John Wick three, four. What John, are we on right John now? John Wick four. John Wick four. Three hours. That's Let's out? go. Yeah, you got you and I are seeing that tomorrow, and uh, we'll talk about Shazam: Fury of the Gods at some point. Um, uh, I won't be. No, you you won't be. Um, I'm I'm going to go see it for you, the listeners. Even though, who's excited for this movie?
1: We well, you, you're you're just there to support Rachel Zegler and her. That's true. Her, if Rachel her Zegler rising. wants
0: to come on the podcast and talk about her experience making Shazam: Fury of the Gods, that would probably be a much more entertaining episode than just me talking about whatever that movie is. I
1: be. I am all here for she she and Lucy Lou and I believe Helen Mirren. I don't know mm-hmm. if she was separate or like it seemed like they were together for some of the junket interviews. Like, seemed like a fun room. I'll seemed like they're out. having a great Rachel time.
0: Rachel Zegler can come on and pick whatever movie and can just talk about whatever movie she wants on this. Just seems like a fun person to have on a podcast.
1: I wonder what movie she would she would choose. I don't know. She. I just. I, I, I told know. you about that video where she was like, kind of like the, all of the internet speaking on behalf of like the love of Pedro Pascal. So maybe, maybe like unbearable like way to massive talent to
0: talk about the new Kelly Reichardt movie. <laughs> that, that, that might be dope. Um, yeah, well will stay tuned. We'll, we'll be discussing those in the coming week.